Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. And I'm Catherine. And for this episode, Catherine is back in the show. Welcome back to Spoilers Please, Catherine. Hello, thank you for having me. Jamming is currently out of the country right now. So uh, that's why you're listening. You're hearing Catherine, and that that and also Jamie didn't even bother watching the movie we we're going to be talking about. So there's but that he's too. He's traveling, so that's <laughs> totally okay. Yeah. And speaking of which, uh, and for today we are talking about a movie about about this this musical engineer who gets discovered by like uh like a really popular musical artist, and then suddenly her her star power gets really popular. She goes a celebrity with the other guy. Goes to the alcoholism thing. And yes, we are talking about A Star is Born, <laughs> starring Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. Oh, wait, wait. No, we were talking about the most recent version, <laughs> A Star is Born, with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. One of my favorite movies of the year so far. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Did you, did you, did you actually read my written review for this? I think I, I didn't go through all of it yet. Okay, that's I fine. Think I saw it, but fair I haven't enough. had a chance to open it up yet. No, no, that's all cool. Because I'm going to ask you right now. So, what did you think? I really liked it. Um, I was very worried about it at first. Okay. Um, but because they only gave us so much to go off of when it first started coming out with like the teaser footage. But the, the, that, the, so. the, the trailer like, is really good, though. The, one scene, huh? the trailer is really good, though. It is. But I still like, I, like the band kid in me was like, okay, okay. And then I saw him and then I saw it and it changed everything. And I'm like, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm fine with this. I'm very happy about this. Yeah, I think I think I should also mention, listeners. Um, you're listening to this episode roughly two weeks after we saw the movie, mm-hmm. so so that's so. Hopefully, everybody has seen the movie already, and you're listening to this. Yeah, sorry Shit. that that we we prioritize Venom over this, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, but yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, you also went to the the extra screening, early screening thing, the two days early thing. What's the difference that you can tell from the regular screening? Um, I've only had a chance to go to the fan event. So basically right. what we got typically with those kinds of things is we get, you know, behind the scenes footage before the movie and then we get the regular movie. Um, I haven't been to a regular theatrical screening, so I'm not sure if there are any differences. I'm pretty sure because it was two days, it was the Tuesday before the Thursday midnight showings that it's pretty much the same. Um, really? But so yeah, you, you didn't we get basically any... got like a snip of a couple of things before it went into the actual like, movie. Like we a, didn't get any trailers. So it's like, it's like I, an, an intro video or behind the scene thing, that kind of a thing or not really. Yeah, kind of, kind of okay. like what um, Peter Jackson did when those movies came out and they had their fan events. Like we got the behind the scenes um, package and then it went straight into the movie with that. Insight okay. coming in. Do you, do you not even get like free music from it or whatever? We did actually. So oh, okay. we um, got a download code for the album. Oh. I haven't done that yet because I've been listening to it on Spotify. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, like to, not to, today, nowadays, people have Spotify or, or Apple Music or Google Play Music. So it's like, yeah, free download of music. Yay. <laughs> but it's nice though because our, the price of the ticket that we had, it was an AMC fan event. Mm-hmm. And it was $22 um, and then 24 with tax and everything. Yeah, so that's essentially, essentially you're, you're paying the premium ticket for the free album. That's it? Basically, because wow. um, it, was a, it was a pre-order because we weren't able to download it until it came out on the 5th. 
Okay. Um, so right on the fifth, we were able to. Oh, they wouldn't even up. let you listen to it early. <laughs> I know. I was so sad. I'm like, gosh darn it. But I mean, I follow Lady Gaga, Stephanie, on her YouTube channel, and she's been really good with dropping audio clips of things. Right, right. So I've gotten my my fix from there. I, actually, have you noticed the the promotional for this movie has been kind of aggressive? Like there there was one screening. I forget what, which movie, but there were literally four trailers. For a star is born before the but before the movie started. Oh yeah, no, they they heavied the marketing for yeah. this movie, and you know for good reason. It also did really well during the film festival circuit that it went to over the summer when it started in Venice. Mm-hmm. So you know it, they did a lot of promotion for this movie, but it worked for them, I feel, and it didn't necessarily take away from what the movie is about. Yeah, no, I I agree, I agree. So you so you so you really liked it. I I know I myself was kind of a little apprehensive after I heard Shallow because the first time I heard Shallow, it mm-hmm. I felt like based on the trailer, which made it sound so epic, and then I saw the yeah. music video, and I'm like, oh, that's it. It was like almost like a three and a half minute song. It seemed so short to me, and the the trailer made it seem so much bigger and longer than this, and I I didn't get that. Like I was telling you, like they could have added like a, another verse. Before they go to the very last chorus, but they never even did that. So I was myself concerned. Yeah, it did feel like it got cut off, I guess, a little yes. too early at that yeah. last, like, you know, like the last 10 seconds. It did yeah. feel like it got cut off too early, but, but thankfully we got other songs with them. But the, the, the actual scene in the movie that has Shallow in it is arguably one of the best scenes of the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. weird how the song by itself wasn't enough for me to get hooked, but I had to see the scene in the movie and then now that I listen to the song, I'm like in love with it now. So it it is kind of like a testament to what I've been saying, like the reason why I haven't heard anything about Hamilton because I want to hear the songs <laughs> when I watch the thing. So cuz yeah. my, my this is my this is my fear, like I hear the songs, it doesn't sound as good. I feel like I need to see the visual that comes with it. And for Shallow, apparently I need to see the visual that came with it. Oh, yeah. No, that was the one problem that I had with it at first because I'm like, it feels very empty for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then kind of probably like what you did after you saw the movie, I got home that night and I literally had it on loop for hours. Well, for me, you know, which song that I ended up like really listening to a lot after the movie came out, which is I'll Never Love Again, which is, my God, that song was just, it's just so incredible. The song that makes me cry on cue. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, I mean, I, I was like pretty much holding back my tears when 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 that song was playing, and it wasn't it wasn't until the chorus. The chorus, I think, is really strong for this. For I know I'll never love again, and then mm-hmm. and then the one part at the end where they switched to Bradley Cooper singing it, oh, like, no. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like emotional heartbreak right here. Like wow, that's like that's like one of the more uh, genius decisions that that Bradley Cooper did as a director to like do that to that song, and I'm like wow. It was how so was effective. Your, how was your theater reaction to that? Because you could hear a pin drop. And it was fantastic because when you could hear Lady Gaga's breathing in like the very beginning and in certain parts of the song when she's trying to control her tears. Yeah. I, I thought um, that was really a smart call for, I don't know if it was Bradley Cooper's decision to tell her to do it that way or that was her call to do it that way. But I think it was really smart for her to sing the song while she's trying to hold back her tears, because mm-hmm. her her like holding back her her tears while singing the song really makes elevates the song into something even bigger than yep. if you if she sang it straight. And I think it helped because when it cut to Bradley, like you had it crescendo, 
And then all of a sudden it just cut to the memory that she was thinking about. <laughs> the memory. It, yeah. It's just like it you're just like you're doing to this you're doing this to us now? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Why? See, here's the funny part. Okay, for, for TV shows where you do flashbacks of like past episodes or past seasons, it's effective. But for a movie where I literally saw those scenes maybe an hour ago, I don't really need to see it again. <laughs> right? But I mean, to be fair, we didn't see that part with him though. Right, there, was like, there were like some deleted scenes that they added into that scene. Yeah, I get yeah. you. I get you. I get you. But yeah, but yeah, and it also the way the way that she's singing it, where she's like almost crying, it's gonna make it really hard for karaoke night people trying to sing this song, because because either they try to emulate what it sounds like to be somebody who's almost crying, or or they're just gonna sing it straight somehow. So yeah, it'll be interesting. But yeah, but shallow and um and I'll never love again. Those are really good. Uh, maybe it's time. I think it's really good as well. You know, there, there there's a bunch of stuff that uh, that is really good. But here's here's my thing. The reason why. Um, this is kind of like the opposite of Venom, because Venom, I I went in uh, thinking that I was gonna hate it, and mm-hmm. I I ended up not hating it. Okay. So so for A Star Is Born, I ended up thinking that I'm gonna love it, and then it turns out I don't love it as much. Really? Yeah, and part of it is the soundtrack. Okay, the soundtrack is uneven. All right, half uh, like like a good chunk of the songs are really good, and then there are the songs that I could really live without. Yeah. yeah, I think I have a feeling I know which ones you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> no, no shade to Lady Gaga because I know Lady Gaga was involved for practically all the songs here. Um, yeah. But but the the one section of the movie that I thought kind of brought down the 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 high of the movie because like the first like forty five minutes was just so good, right mm-hmm. from beginning to that to the middle part of the movie with with Shallow and and like uh, where she sang like you know always remembers this way and. And those kind of songs, it, it those were like the best parts of the movie. And then the second half, it seemed like Bradley Cooper was struggling to try and balance uh, uh, Jackson Maine's storyline and Lady Gaga's storyline. I mean, uh, Ali's storyline. It just seemed like, it just seemed like I don't know. It, it it just felt off. I think what happened was because it started out so strong with Jackson, like he's this established rock star everybody knows him like you have people literally taking like selfies like underneath the counter of him every time he walks somewhere right and once his star i guess kind of starts to die that's when it transitions over to ali's scene and it's really ali's movie from like halfway on no the first half i thought the first he that's that's interesting you're saying the first the second half was mostly about ali it at points it was because of how much was focused on her. And then, it, at least to me, um, like in the beginning, you have the relationship build up. You right. see where they started and how they, you know, get engaged and get married and things like that. And then you have someone who is literally rising to, you know, the breakout of their career. They're getting the first Grammy nomination, three Grammy nominations in her case and then you get the one grammy win and then once and then it transitions and transitions after that and it does become very alley heavy but i think it works though i just i still haven't figured out words how to okay well i have words to my point of view <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first half of the movie you get to really see you get you really have insight to jackson main's point of view you get you really have insight to ali's point of view she doesn't have a last name right am i wrong about this 
No, we just know her first name. Okay. Like, even with her dad, we only get to know him as dad. We don't get to know oh, him Oh, yeah, her dad. Andrew Dice Clay. You know, he's an actor that I never really care about too much. Like, his comedy <laughs> and whatnot. But he was really good in this one. So, I got to give props to Andrew Dice Clay as, his, as her dad. Yeah. I loved what he did. Like, he, he was like that typical dad at first where you're just like, okay, can you at least show that you care about your daughter? And then yeah. he gets very excited. He ends up being the one that's driving he does, her though. at the end. But, but that's the thing it's, I liked about it. He does care about Allie. You know, a, nor- a typical Andrew Dice Clay character is usually pretty, like, brutish or pretty rude kind of thing. Yeah. And he was kind of playing a little against type. Like there's a mm-hmm. little bit of that, but very little. But but for the most part, I really like this character and him and his group of friends of limo drivers. It, it, it was a, it was a nice touch. I, I thought that was a nice element in the movie. I loved how they kept watching the YouTube video over and over again. Yeah. It was super cute, and yeah. how and they protected believable. her at the end when he started going back into his old habits, and he, they're, they're all concerned. And it's just like one big family with them. And even though like her mom's not there. Right, anymore. right. She still we, has that support, somewhere. which is really interesting. Because okay, I, I know I'm going off tangent here for what my for my trainer thought, but um, in the very beginning, Ali did tell her dad, "Oh, you have experience with people who are drunk, right?" Mm-hmm. And they never really say why, right? Yeah. Uh, I assume it was because maybe he was a drunk in the past and now he's sober, or maybe it has to do with her mom. Maybe her mom thought, was the drunk. I thought his. I thought it was him too. Yeah. And then I'm kind of agreeing with you on it might have been the mom because we don't see her. Yeah, we don't see her. No, not at all. You know, so so the, the whole the whole like parallel with with Jackson Maine and and Ali, it, it does mm-hmm. seem like 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 she knew she shouldn't have gotten into this relationship because she knows he's a drunk. You know, yep. the alcoholism is going to be bad. She's seen it before in her past, presumably yep. her mom or maybe it's her dad, but she went in with the relationship anyway. So and then the conclusion was kind of the way I guess she expected it to go. I guess, yeah. but we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, so my original trailer thought. So yeah, in the beginning, there's a lot of insight on Jackson Maine, a lot of insight on Ali. You know what she wants in life. You know her point of view about celebrity. You know mm-hmm. her point of view about like the songs she likes to sing. Uh, Jackson Maine, he's kind of he seems like he's a guy who's tired of it all. He just kind of wants to like just I guess walk away from it in a sense. But he's accepting of his celebrity status. It was that kind of a thing. And then halfway through the movie, when they flipped. And and, um, and Jackson doesn't really have that many concerts to go to anymore. He's kind of like a, somewhat of a disgrace because he's like in the background now while yeah. Ali is getting really popular. Um, and then they, they flip the team because uh, the, for the most part, you're like all in with Ali's journey. Yeah. Right? The songs that she wrote with, with Jackson were really good. And those are the, my favorite songs in the movie, like a lot of stuff involving Jackson Man and, and Ali. And then her solo career that leads to a Grammy win. You're like, what? Exactly. What? Like those songs? Those songs got her a Grammy win? That kind of act got her a Grammy win? Not only that, but Jackson Maine is like criticizing her. Like, this isn't you. Right? Like, essentially, this isn't you. Like, why aren't you speaking? Why aren't you speaking from your heart? And you're like talking about asses or whatnot in your songs. Yeah. Right? And then she gets really defensive. So here's the thing. I don't know if I don't know your opinion on this part, but but why was she defensive of those pop songs? Why did why was she writing those pop songs? Why was she dancing on stage? Why did she go in this direction? Is that really her? Or was that her manager's call? But it seemed like she's she likes it? Like I don't get it. That's a that's a part that's the chunk of the movie where I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. I listen to a lot of big pop names. And so when you follow someone, you know, for example, when you follow someone like Taylor Swift for a very long time, like I knew her when she was you know, first album released, she was off of the streets finally. She went 
you know, basically from record studio to, you know, label asking, can you record me um, to her recent comeback now with reputation? Like mm-hmm. you see the phases that they go through, but sometimes, you know, even with Lady Gaga's own career, you know, she had, she has that stage name. She has that presence. But when you get to see the raw side of her, it's completely different. And for Ali's case, you know, I think she was very excited to finally get the one yes that she got because she had gotten no for so long and she was just tired of getting no and no and no. And when she finally had someone who was a big name record producer that could help carry her through this new journey that she was going to, I think she was willing to make a compromise that she probably didn't realize she was going to have to make. Fair and, you see, and you see her go through that. And she was like, one of her lines at the very end, she was like, the last thing I said to him, I lied, you know? Um, and, you know, it's the compromise that they have to make with their careers. And it sometimes it seems offbeat. And you're like, why did you make that decision? Like, your sound is more bubblegum pop now than it was more raw right. at the beginning. And so you're like, okay, I see it. And then you think they're comfortable with it. But you also come to the realization, okay, so this is the compromise that they've made in order to keep working, you know, with the people that they can, at least from where I'm going. No, no that makes sense. No, that, that's that's that, that's fair. But like I said, in the narrative itself, you don't really get a lot of that. I know you said yeah. that that one of the last things she said was she lied to him, but but was she lying about quitting the tour, or was she or, or was she lying that that she liked her music? Which one are which one are you referring to? Because the last thing she actually said to him was that she was quitting the tour to spend time with him. Yeah. See? So it's like a little bit of the thing there. Like, I, I kind of wanted to see more insight on whether Ali really liked dancing on stage, uh, singing these poppy songs on stage. Like, I wanted to see if she actually did like that. And for the, mm-hmm. I'm just, I was just waiting for the shoe to drop where she realized, like, this is wrong for me. I need to do the same kind of songs that I, I was doing with, with Jackson. But it, it never came to that. Like, it seemed like she was completely okay with those songs. Not only that, but she won a Grammy for those songs. It's, yeah. one, it's one thing if if those pop songs were actually good, but I just didn't like them at all. You know, and Lady Gaga, we know she can do really good pop songs. So I don't know what happened here. Yeah. I think it wasn't really like something. It was it was really different for Lady Gaga's repertoire to do something like that. Because even when you look at the material that she has mm-hmm. right now so far in her career, right. it's not even that. So I think it was also kind of a chance for her to do something completely different with the character that she has fallen in love with and has taken so much time to kind of craft on her own with Bradley also. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I still have a lot of questions about that a little bit too. You, you, you mentioned Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is a good example because in, mm-hmm. like, in the beginning of, of Ali and Jax's relationship, she was singing pretty much like country-type songs, you know, yep. folk rock, whatever, kind of like Taylor Swift in the very beginning, mm-hmm. right? And then now she's like kind of in a very huge pop face right now. The yep. difference here is that her huge pop face, still good songs. Taylor Swift still making good songs, yep. right? You may, you may disagree with the lyrics or whatever or what the topics are about, but you can't deny that musically, those songs are, are good pop songs. Yep. Delicate, for example, that's being played a lot now. Yeah. Um, Taylor actually won a whole bunch of an American Music Awards recently. She got yeah. Artist of the Year again yeah. um, See, from her comeback. So, deserved. I mean, this deserved win. I, I, yep. But for Ali, it, it just seemed like, did they really have to go there? And all, and all because they needed to hit that plot point from the previous Star is Born. Yeah. Like, 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 essentially, every Star is Born has to be 
seasoned seasoned uh, artist who has alcoholism problems finds an finds a uh, an up and coming artist. She get they get really popular. The other artist goes into a, a, a spiral of of alcoholism, embarrasses yep. her in an award show, and then commits suicide at the end. Those are those yep. are the, those are the main plot points of A Star Is Born. And I think I think this movie being released in 2018, I was hoping they changed that because it's yeah. kind of old fashioned storytelling. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna kill himself for the love of his life. This is 2018. You don't do that. That's 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 considered selfish now. That isn't heroic. It's selfish. And the movie is portrayed like heroism. I'm like, no, no. This is mixed messages. I I remember when I was watching that scene because I've been in those dark places, and it's it was kind of like when I saw him put his hat down and I yeah. saw Charlie come out. Which, by the way, Charlie the dog is actually Bradley's dog, and that's the cutest thing. Um, oh really? I didn't know that was actually his dog. That's good. Yeah, he actually cast his own dog because he's like, I want this relationship with the dog and everything. And it was the cutest little fact that I've ever heard. <laughs> um, but yeah, like our yeah our audience, we were just we were just like on the edge of our seats because I don't want to see it as him giving up to because I don't want to blame the producer that came to him like well, the yeah. moments before right. and he was like, look, you know, you're the reason why we have to clean up your mess. Right. And that was a shit thing to say. I'm sorry for the sure, language. But, but that was a shit thing to say to he, someone but he does, recovering. He, he does yeah. say, we're not friends right now. This is a business talk we're making. It yeah. was that kind of a thing. But the thing is, though, is that, I mean, there was foreshadowing earlier when he talked mm -hmm. about how his dad tried to commit suicide himself kind yeah. of thing. So it's like, they kind of foreshadowed that this was going to happen. Not, not, not only that, but if you're filming with the previous versions, it does yeah. happen. Uh, yep. But it, it just didn't seem like the movie earned it. I, I don't, I don't, it just didn't feel like it. Like I see it, it's an emotional scene, but mm -hmm. I don't think the movie completely earns it because it really uh -huh. seemed like a Jackson Maine as a character will be able to overcome it at the end, you know? And I was rooting for him when he was going through his classes and he was going through recovery. I was rooting for him so hard. I'm like, you're going to overcome this. You're not going to go right. back into remission. You're not going to have to deal with this anymore. But it really and did seem like it. It seemed like they were just. He was kind of hindered by by the by the pre him as in Bradley Cooper was hindered yeah. by the previous version of this movie. And he's like, I just hit. The, I have to hit that note. The difference here is that in Chris Christopherson's version, he kind of ju jumped in the back of a wheel drunk, and then of course he got in an accident. So you can yeah. uh, you can almost say it's kind of like an accident as opposed to like actually committing suicide. Mm -hmm. um, the most, the worst version is the one with with um, uh, Judy Garland because yeah. I forget the actor's name, but but he went into the water to drown. <laughs> which James, is, yeah, James Mason. Yeah, James Mason. Which is very like like really can cannot be any more Hollywood and more like like look look at the like a very romanticized suicide. He goes into the water and gets himself to drown. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like old fashioned storytelling. Like this is 2018. You don't they have to they had they should have tackled this a different way. I kind of wish they gave him a different chance in that he realizes, and he does, one thing that I love about Jackson, because I'm a victim of alcoholism in my life, mm -hmm. is that he apologizes about the actions that he does. And one of the things that I kind of wish they didn't have to get that point to make it a Star is Born movie is that if he, 
he could have also they could have also separated. They could have also have gone into like couples therapy or something. Or I, at least I wouldn't have believed that. I would not have believed that. I, this is like I think Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper really sold it that they are a romantic couple. They have such great chemistry. Yeah. I really wouldn't have believed it if they got a divorce. I, I really would not have believed it. Or at least kept trying to make sure that it worked because in a relationship you have to make it work together and it's not yeah. just a one-way street. I, imagine if they went for that happy ending, which I guess people would call a Hollywood ending, but this is but the way that, the way the movie played out was also technically a Hollywood ending. Uh they, they could have played it out where where he real he shapes up he realizes it and then movie could have ended it in a happier note. Of course, we would have never have gotten that song that I yeah. really that I really like. But but th- that's the problem that that writing seemed to have in this movie was that yeah they were trying to honor the previous versions, and they were just kind of hitting plot points at the at the second half of the movie. Well, the first half was it just felt so fresh, even though mm-hmm. it's been done before. It still felt fresh. It felt very natural. Except for the part in Shallow where, like, in real <laughs> life, you don't pull a person off the stage who's only nope. seen a song once. There was no real arrangement that she that she practiced with, and suddenly she knows how to sing the song. No, <laughs> that doesn't happen well, in real life. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a nice little fantasy that we got though. Yeah, she it's, killed it. it. Yeah, but but does that mean though? It's a very old-fashioned way yeah. of telling a story about like like a poor person becoming suddenly a celebrity. This is like old-fashioned Hollywood storytelling here. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like, this is 2018. Maybe they could have changed it up a little bit, but I guess we're going to have to wait for the next version to see if they change it up a little bit. But, but, but either way... If it way, doesn't take 40 years to make. What was that? Oh. <laughs> if it doesn't take like 40 some yeah. years Well, to I mean, make. I mean, the first three versions were separated by like, I think, two decades each. It was yeah. roughly two decades each. 30s, 50s, and 70s, right? So, yeah, but yeah. two decades each. And this one took like 40 years. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's been a while. Like, like, like you skip the generation. Every generation is supposed to have a star is born, but yep. you skip the previous generation. It went straight to the current generation. Yep. Well, whatever. But maybe maybe that was intentional. They really wanted to honor the previous one. I'll, get, I'll say this, though. Out of all the male leads, the Bradley Cooper's Jackson Maine is probably my favorite out of the three of them. You know, because oh, yeah. the like the very first one is very old fashioned uh, male character, you know, uh, and 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 then I think Chris Christopherson was too too like out of control to be as sympathetic. At least in my opinion, at least, yeah. you know. So, but Bradley Cooper, I really like this character, and and this is the first movie that really focused a lot on him, which mm-hmm. people have said is a problem because like the second half, it focused in his past, it focused on his intentions of like why he's the way he is and he yeah. kind of ignored Ali which I think the majority of people wanted to just follow Lady Gaga but this movie said no you have to also follow Jackson Maine so yeah I think I think that actually worked well for the movie though because if you just have like if you it's one thing to like mark because like, they market it it's and it's not Correct. one person so like even though most of the audience is probably like the new audience that is introduced to this movie for this first time are gonna be the Lady Gaga fans. Yeah. Um, you also have to realize that you are gonna have to see the other side of the story. Well, I mean, I, I think I think Bradley Cooper realized that. I mean, he was. I mean, this movie is most similar to the Barbara Streisand version. Yeah. And when you think about the '70s version, you think about Barbara Streisand. You don't really think of Chris yep. Christopherson that much, right? But mm-hmm. I think with this with this version, you can't help but think of both of them. And I think that's a smart choice. It's a, it's a choice that I liked, even though I think uh, Ali was, in, a, in terms of character development, 
kind of lost something because of the whole like now we're focused on on Bradley Cooper's character and it's like yeah. I want to see more of Ali, you know. Because we got we got so much of Brad, like we got some Bradley, we got so much of Jackson's past and we don't really know that much about Ali outside yeah. of her restaurant career. Like we don't know her childhood. Like we got maybe what a couple of sentences. Yeah, we know we know her as a person kind of thing. It was yeah. almost like they did flip it because in in the previous ones you still you knew more about Barbara Streisand, you knew more about Judy Garland. And then, yeah. and then the 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 male the male counter uh, co co actor co headliner whatever uh, you don't you don't get to know them as much so this mm-hmm. one it kind of they flipped it like they tried to have it both ways in the first half and then the second half they're like nope she's the star now she's gonna go through the motions but now we get to focus on Jackson Maine it was it was that kind of a thing it was I, I would say it's effective but I really wanted to know more about Ali just right? I don't know. yeah yeah. And that, that, that's part of it too, and not and that, and all that, that. But once again, the pop songs, those pop songs, I just did not like. It kind of ruins it for me because as a as a musical, even though from what I understand, they're trying not to market this as a musical. It's a musical. It's a musical drama. It is. So so as a musical, I really like. I like. I have to like at least a lot of the songs. You know, yeah. like uh, like with the Greatest Showman. I, I criticize the movie for the story, but I love those songs. You know, and and all the other musicals that I that I modern musical like from once and from a big begin again or from, oh yeah i like those i love those songs and this one is the first one in a while where i'm like watching this musical and i'm like i only like half the songs like i, I had to purposely create a playlist for a star is born <laughs> only for the songs that i like i actually literally had to take it all out to take out all out the other stuff that i didn't like because i just can't stand listening to them so it kind of really bugs me because i would like to like, own this movie but at the same time am i gonna fast forward through those scenes like ugh it's problematic. <laughs> yeah. No, like, for, even, like, for me, like, when I'm going through it on my own, I find myself, besides I'll Never Love Again, and I'll listen to the film version, and I won't listen to the radio edit. Yeah. Um, the radio edit is weird. Because I love hearing, right? like, her emotion. I actually heard it on the radio for the first time today on the way home. Oh, really? And I was like, what is this? They're actually playing this. And it was on, because um, I listened to a couple of radio stations. One of them is 104.3 My FM, and they were playing a radio cut of I'll Never Love Again. And I'm like, when did this happen? <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like, because I'm so used to the film version, I'm like, okay, my moments that I love aren't in there because it's the radio cut. That's compressed. And so you're just like, meh. <laughs> Wait, so the, I never actually heard the radio uh, version. Is it the extended version from the album or I, is it like a shorter version? It's a, kind of like a three, four minute version of, I, I want to say the extended version. Well, the extended version is like a minute longer than the film version. Yeah. So it's that one? Because I haven't listened to the extended version in a long time because oh, okay. I always listen to the well, film the, version. The difference is the extended version on the album is pretty much, it doesn't have Jackson Maine at the end. It's all Ali. Yeah, I think, I want to say, it's kind of like a mix of both. It's just okay. without the breathing. It's without Jackson. It's uh, just one straight radio cut. Yeah, the, the extended version, it doesn't have the outro part. The coda yeah. at the very end, it doesn't, it doesn't, oh no, sorry. The extended version has the coda at the end, while the film version does not. And mm-hmm. I actually like the way the film version ended. So yep. it, it is it is weird for me to hear the extended version because I'm like, like oh wait, she's still singing. Wait, where's Jackson Maine? <laughs> right? It's like, you know, when he's supposed to come in and then he doesn't, you're just like, okay. Right. This is- right. But yeah, but for I- the most part, I really like the movie a lot. I, I think this is a very uh, strong uh uh, first first directorial feature let debut for Bradley Cooper as a director. Yes. But obviously, he's still learning the craft. 
in, and and it kind of it kind of shows. I think he's really good at doing moments, mm-hmm. but he kind of fell in the trap that a lot of like uh, uh, biopics do, where they try to compress a bunch of years into like a span of thirty minutes. Yeah, he still fell for that trap. Like, and there should have been an easier way for him to handle that. But it's like, I, here's a time lapse. Woo. Yeah, yeah. It was like, like how long was she a pop star, and t- until she got the Grammy? Because, it, it, but in terms of the movie, it felt like it was just like six months, yeah. <laughs> right? But I had to assume it's been a couple of years, maybe. So, I don't know. I I really hope he does more movies though outside of this because when you think about you know this movie, it would have been directed by Clint Eastwood or somebody. Oh yeah, he's one of the, he's one of them. Yeah, you're just like I wonder how it would have turned out if they actually stuck to like the original names that it was supposed to because I think like Beyonce was attached to this movie at one point Jennifer Lopez was attached to this movie at one point I think Leonardo DiCaprio was attached to this movie at one point so you're like they were essentially trying to pick all the really popular celebrities for for its time Um, I mean Barbara Streisand was an obvious choice for the 70s version but Chris Christopherson I'm not sure that's an obvious choice but and Judy Garland was an obvious choice it helped his career though like these movies will help like their career who's ever in there yeah but I mean you're, you're mentioning Leonardo DiCaprio as a possible as a possible romantic lead you know yeah. and, and and it just so Bradley Cooper seems like to be like the right kind of actor where celebrity but not like a super celebrity even though yeah. he is but he's not really a super celebrity like like let's say like a George Clooney or something or a Brad Pitt <laughs> you know so they, they chose like he I guess he well he's a director so he he chose himself <laughs> correctly you know and I kind of like I kind of dug the whole idea that that he's trying to to uh to do an impersonation of Sam Elliott, yes. <laughs> so like the one scene where where Sam Elliott was like, "You stole my voice," you know, it was like, like yes, he did, he did steal your voice. <laughs> I love. Can we give credit to Sam Elliott? Oh, totally, totally, yes, yes. Because I was like, you are my favorite part of this movie, especially like his twelve octaves. Wow, I cannot speak today. Twelve octaves quote that he gives to Ali at the end is mm-hmm. just throughout the whole movie. He is just like. You're the older brother that we did not deserve. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird because, like, in the very beginning, it does it does seem like he's being set up as the older brother you're supposed to hate, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of the things he said made sense to me. I'm like, I'm like, well, he's not wrong, you know. Yeah. And and it's like he does seem like he's looking out for you, you know. It, it was like it was like a weird subversion on the whole like you're supposed to hate him, but you're like, no, I don't really though. <laughs> but he's like, I feel like he's like that one person that will give you like you know that kick in your teeth. Right. Whenever you need to be like, okay, buddy, come come back down to reality, kind yeah. of here. Because like at one point, Jackson was like over the top, and you're like, okay, buddy, you need to like come back down to reality here. And and he was the one person to do it because he knows him, he knows his habits, he knows what he'll do, and he will even tell Allie, you know, these are the things that he does. You know, be careful about it, sweetheart, kind of thing, because you don't want to get yourself in trouble. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I just I love him in this movie so much. Yeah. And, and the the one last scene with uh, with Bradley Cooper and Sam Elliott in the car in the truck, yes. oh, that, that such a heartbreaking scene. Just 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 his reaction, like trying to hold back tears as he drives away. It was just like, mm-hmm. this is the reason why you 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 cast Sam Elliott for that role. It was just yes. it was perfect for it. Speaking of perfect casting, uh, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. in a very short in a very short role, but but so no. effective. Uh, go on. I was gonna say he was one of my favorite characters. He was or wasn't? Was. Was, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And it, it, it and I thought it was kind of meta. Like it almost seemed like they purposely casted him because he's okay. all about like I walked away from, from the stardom because I found the life that I actually learned that I needed or wanted. 
you know, mm-hmm. not not the stardom, but this is my life with my family kind of thing. Which is kind of ironic because Dave Chappelle went through the exact same thing. Yep. <laughs> he walked away from from all those millions. Just just he was kind of like it was too much for him as well. Yeah, and I think it's nice that you know to, you need someone in the industry. You yes. know, no matter how big of a name you are, to have you need to have a noodles in your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, make sure that you can like come and just talk to and just like let it all go out because if you're at the worst breaking point which jackson was at that point mm-hmm. um you know you need someone to kind of bring you back in if it can't be your brother right it ended so. up becoming like I'm, I'm assuming they were bandmates before and mm-hmm. and he's the guy who was able to figure out how to how to handle his life in the in that stardom thing he chose he chose a normal life while while jackson chose celebrity kind of thing yep. so it, it does seem like it, he was the perfect person to talk to in, when, when mm-hmm. he was in that, in that situation speaking of like casting I kind of did like the fact that, that, that Bradley Cooper casted Greg Gunberg because you know <laughs> at, that, at the time they, they used to work together in Alias all those years ago yes. it was kind of I remember seeing this one article circling around it was like there's an Alias reunion and a star is born right. and I'm like okay this makes me very happy <laughs> Yeah, and I, I kind of I thought it was kind of it was kind of neat that they were trying to hide his face the majority of the time until they but showed you know. him until they showed him at one point where he's like, oh, that's 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 Greg Gunbert for sure. <laughs> it's like the most random alias reunion that we've gotten. Yeah, I'm telling you though, the first half of the movie had so there's so much good stuff. I mean, yeah, the the, the last half had those key moments with Sam Elliott, uh, the the last song and and Bradley Cooper's thing, but. But the first half had all, it just felt so natural. I I think mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper was on point with with the first half of this movie, and then and then suddenly he got like like stuck with the whole like I gotta tell the rest of the story, and I guess this is how I'm gonna do it kind of thing. So I yeah, mm-hmm. but it's still his first attempt. So kudos to Bradley Cooper. He did. It was I kind of loved how courageous he was in undertaking something so well known into pop culture that you know it has four incarnations at this time so how are you going to make it stand out compared to the other ones and i love there was an interview um from people to tv that i was actually watching earlier before this and um lady gaga and bradley cooper they were like okay so you are a musician and i am an actress kind of thing and they had that contract kind of like speaking between them and just the amount of time that they both spent on this project especially to make sure that it turned out okay. I just, I have to commend him for that because he did so much for this movie. And the fact that it's just his first movie, I'm really kind of hoping it doesn't discourage him from making more. Oh, this isn't good. This isn't going to discourage him at all. I mean, we're talking like Oscar buzz for this movie already. Oh yeah. You know, I I think if anything else, he's now encouraged to do, to direct more movies. So yeah, totally. He's definitely going to do another movie for sure. For sure. Um, couple, a couple other things that I want to point out. Um, Mm -hmm. You mentioned the Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga thing. It is kind of funny how how Bradley Cooper is. Oh, he's an actor, but man, he can also sing. And then Lady Gaga is she's a singer, but man, she can also act. You right? know, was that kind of a thing? You know, it actually it was surprising because I was the thing that I was scared about the most. Like I know Lady Gaga, I know what she can do. I've seen her work. I've followed her career for so long. I know what she's capable of doing. With Bradley, it was kind of like the wild card because you're like, I don't know how he's going to sound um, <laughs> in like full context. Yeah. And then when he comes on and he does Black Eye, because I was at an AMC theater that had the really nice Dolby sound. Mm. So you could hear everything around you. And I remember just like, maybe it's about time in Black Eye's 
stick out so much for me not and only, his talent. Not only that, but he's singing not even in his natural voice. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. It's it's he's trying to he's trying to do Sam Elliott singing the song, you know. So <laughs> so yeah. So kudos to that too. Because <laughs> it's like it's a deeper it's a deeper tone and a deeper range that he doesn't have, and I'm, like to see him like pull that out all of a sudden, I'm just like. And you can also play the guitar pretty damn well. <laughs> Was he actually <laughs> you know? playing though? Because the camera does cut out of a lot. You'll really see him like holding the guitar too much. I- I kind of want to, I hope he does, but if he's not, you know, I'm not surprised. But at least we know he has the singing chops to pull yeah. it off. Yes, he has that to pull it off. Well, let's see, what else? Um, there's a debate online on, on whether, on where their house is. <laughs> okay, I assume, <laughs> I assume it was in LA, okay, because you see the Greek theater. But at the same time, yeah. she took a plane to the Greek theater. If she's already in LA, why did she need to take a plane, right? There's I that. Like part of me wants to say Arizona. Yeah, part of me wants to say Arizona as well. But then they traveled to Arizona with a bike. Yeah. So where then, is it really? <laughs> it's probably like somewhere in between because, I mean, is his brother it? was able to drive him back home. You but know, I guess his recovery center probably wasn't too far from yeah. where they lived. So that's probably why. Because in, in all honesty, it looked like L.A. to me. Yeah. Right, so like the, like the shopping center that they went to and all that stuff, it looked like LA, but of course, it could also be like I don't know Ontario, California, right? Because there's an airport Ooh. next to Ontario, California, so maybe that's why she had to get on a plane to get to Burbank to go to the Greek theater. Maybe, probably. I mean, but it, it's like what a two-hour drive. Yeah, but how <laughs> many how many places in Ontario have have like houses in the hills? That's an yeah. LA thing. Oh yeah, no, it's probably. I guess like it was probably like supposed to be Arizona, but they used a house for con somewhere in California. Oh, I'm, I'm referring more to like like when when Ali was still uh, like a waitress. Oh, where Not was their that? Final at? Huh? Not their final house. Not their final house. The final house is a mystery. No, nobody can guess where that <laughs> is. Okay, but but in the beginning, you assume it was L.A. Right, oh, yeah. the whole limo driver and all that stuff. It could it could have been New York, for all I know. But but the point is that she had to take a plane to go to the Greek theater. So how does that make sense? Unless it was like an LA neighborhood that they were trying to pull yeah. off as. Now, to be fair, no. they never said it was the Greek. It is the Greek. That's obviously the Greek. But in terms of the movie itself, they never said it was the Greek. So for all you know, the Greek is just standing, standing, standing uh, as a standby for another theater in a different state. You know. Didn't they say they had to go on the East Coast at one point? Like they were in DC. They were, were they in DC? Really? I remember that, that they were they were on the East Coast because they had yeah like well, they had to take the plane. Well, they had with, the whole Saturday Saturday Night Live thing. Unless you're referring yeah. to the first half of the movie. I don't know where my thought is going with this anymore. Mm. Well, I had anyways, it and then I lost it. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 a mystery, I guess, and I don't know if it has to be answered. <laughs> Because it, because it really doesn't, but it is it is kind of like a curiosity for for fans of the movie. They're like, where was that house? <laughs> but here's that's a great question. So like, if anybody listening to this ends up being like in the same room with Bradley or or Stephanie, can right. you ask them like, where was that house that you <laughs> where, lived in? Yeah, where's the location <laughs> supposed to be exactly? <laughs> it's like a random question, but I have a question. <laughs> yeah, like like um, I, I'm assuming the the part with. Where where she got the award was obviously the Shine Auditorium. That's what it seemed like. But at the same yeah. time, we're we're like relating real life with a movie, and really, for all we know, the the movie 
places are supposed to be in a fictional yeah. place or whatever. So we're yeah. thinking too much about it. It's just like I said, it's just a curiosity. But speaking of thinking too much, I really think this is probably one of the most important, important, I don't know if important is the word I should use, but I'll finish off with this. Um, the movie does seem like the perfect movie to come out at this time, mm-hmm. at this climate, you know, because country music usually associated with right wings, right? And then okay. Lady Gaga with with the whole uh, gay gay bar thing, usually associated with with, with the left. So it and, and the fact that they're able to get along in this movie and not even point out too much politics stuff, I think it's very very like like a really nice important movie to to release yeah. to theaters nowadays. Everybody can enjoy this, and so far everybody is enjoying this. Yeah. Uh, and and you're seeing like two people from two sides of the spectrum in terms of like politics getting along, you know, and I think that's really important for this movie to to show that. And you don't just see them getting along, you see them fight to make it work and do whatever it takes. And yeah. if they can do it, we all can. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But then of course, like one one of the what one of the one of the songs in the movie, it, the one of the premiere songs in the movie is, you know, maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Yeah. That in itself could be a political political statement. <laughs> Oh no, that is that is one hundred percent probably the most political statement in this entire movie. It's like just without a doubt. You know, it's hard to change a man, but it's also hard to try. Come on, <laughs> come on. You're just like okay. Yeah, I mean that song. Like yeah, that song by itself was like it does seem like that's like a political song, like like it's like a stealth political political song. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. I I really really like this movie, but I I can't say I completely love it because of all the all those chunks of stuff I don't like about the movie. But I want to love it, you know. But I don't know. It's just it's odd. Like I really want to love this movie, but at this point, I just really enjoy it. And yeah, I think it's a front runner for best picture of the year. Yeah. But but I wouldn't blame it if it doesn't win either because of all the problems I just said. But yeah. I mean, one of the things that it does do, you know, given everything that has come out already, it really is a breath of fresh air compared to everything that we've seen because this year has been so heavy with, you know, certain genres that it's just, it's nice to see something like this because it just lets you get completely lost in their storyline. Something like this. This is, remember, once again. A story that's been told for yep. decades now. This is old Hollywood. This is an old Hollywood movie. And people are, to, to coin a phrase, going gaga over it. Right? <laughs> and, and I think you need those you need those movies to come back sometimes though. But remember, remember all these people who said, Oh, Hollywood, they run out of ideas, you know, <laughs> they, they don't make movies like the, the, the kinds of movies that we like to watch. You know, they, they don't have anything original anymore. Well, here's a movie that is technically not original, and you've seen this before, but you guys really love like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but you really like it anyway. I think it kind of, you know, going back to the thing that I said earlier about um, Bobby's quote about 12 octaves, it's very similar to the movie industry. Also, there there's so many stories that you can only tell. It's just a matter of how you tell those stories and how you execute like execute them. Yeah, no, you're right. That, that, that's what I've always told people. Uh, not all remakes are bad. And yeah. when the, ne- the next person who says, uh, oh, another remake, I'll, I'll point out, how about A Star is Born? Uh, that's a remake. <laughs> and 
and it's a great remake. So don't yeah. you dare try to. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, on, on this podcast, I'm I'm the guy who always says like, give remakes a chance. They're not all automatically bad. I mean, come on, and this is just proof right here. So, and I have other proofs as well, but but that's a that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> I'm actually I'm really glad that it finally came out. Um, I wasn't expecting to have it hit me so hard as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I hear you. It's, I've it's been in Ali's position yeah. many times. I'm Ali's. I have her point of view when it comes to alcoholism. Okay. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, this is, yeah, this is, hi, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm really glad it's here and I'm really glad that we finally have it because it's, it's something that we kind of need, but it kind of, yeah, that's, that's where I am Yeah. <laughs> before I go on a tangent. I'm just really glad that we finally have it. Yeah. And it's just like that one special thing that you can hold on to. Yeah, but but I'm also still really sad that they romanticized suicide. Yeah, so there. So hopefully That's, people people who are watching this realize that you don't do that. Don't no. do that. <laughs> I mean, because especially because like you go through and you're like, like I said earlier, you're rooting for him so much. You want yeah. him to get better. You want him to go through that, and then you see him go through that kind of like what his father did, and you know he becomes his father in the end, and he didn't always want to be his father, um, but you know. I have mixed feelings like you do on that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I just, I really think they, they were they were a slave to the original versions and they had to do that kind of ending. It's just that on his character growth does not, to, still to me, his character, Jackson Maine's character growth does not lead to that. It doesn't, just I just don't buy it. I don't think the movie earns that. So, Mm-mm. yeah. Okay, well, there we go. A Star is Born. Couldn't have been better, but it's still a great movie. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, Katrin, where can, people, where can people find you online? Um, I can be found personally on my Twitter, 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 <laughs> and Instagram accounts at um, at Catherine Mudgeway, or you can find me at withanaccent.com. I'm one of their writers as well. So those are the two main places. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5, on my I Saw the Movie blog, on the Stuff and Junk Show. Uh, podcast on the Extra Stuff Extra Post podcast the weekly comic strip anything whowhatworsewhy.com if you want to send us an email send them over to whowhatworsewhy at gmail.com if you want to leave a comment leave it on our Instagram page our Facebook page or on the website itself if you want to show your support head over to whowhatworsewhy.com slash support to find out how music has been provided by DY Access find them at dyaccess.com all the links and information can be found on whowhatworsewhy.com as well as the show notes Catherine, anything else that you've been watching recently? Uh, I am obsessed with Doctor Who. I have a personal oh, you're bias. Right. Yes. Um, I love Jodie Whittaker. I love the new direction that mm-hmm. the show is going in. Agreed. Um, if you had any doubts, please watch it. Um, it's a two-hour premiere episode, uh, oh, yeah. but it's necessary, and I just I'm so happy. You say two-hour premiere. Did. did you watch the original the original air, or did you watch the extended version? I well, because the one version that I have that I recorded was the BBC global simulcast version. Okay, that's not the extended version. The one, yeah. the one, the one that aired in California at uh, ten forty-five a.m. I think it was ten forty-five a.m. Ten forty-five a.m. That's the global version, the original version. But okay. later on, they showed what they called the extended version, which I haven't seen yet. Okay. I think I might have. I think I might have recorded that. There was one right after it. Like they showed. No, no, they were doing a marathon. They were. They kept on. They had on repeat. 
BBC, is there another version that I forgot to? No, I B- might B- have. B- BBC America were headed on repeat. They they repeated the uh the the premiere global version, which yeah. the first thing they aired. They repeated it multiple times, and then on the what the uh, on the regular time slot for Doctor Who, which I believe is the five o'clock time slot for here in in, in California, that yeah. was a two hour block. Because if if I looked at my DVR, because my DVR I use YouTube TV, so it recorded all all those repeats, right? And mm-hmm. on the five o'clock version was a two hour version, while the mm-hmm. BBC version, the original one, was an hour and thirty five minute version or something like that. So I need to double check and see yeah. which one I have. I know it's more than an hour and a half. Though. I'm actually gonna watch that extended version on Saturday, the day before episode two. So I'll take a look and see if there's like, oh, that's new. Oh, that's a new scene, like kind of thing. And I, if yeah. if it is, I'll tell you. And then you can you can check it out yourself, or you can watch it and then you can tell me. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, definitely recommend um, the new Doctor. Love. Oh yes. Everything. I love the new companions. I love the style. Are they uh, are they even calling them companions? Because I did not hear her say companion once. No, they use they use the word friends, and I actually I really yeah. like friends. Because like she yeah. went up to Yaz and she's like, "I'm calling you Yaz because you're my friend now." Yeah. And it just made me smile. It it does seem like a progression because the original Doctor Who's it, it was like their assistant, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah. And then it mm-hmm. became their companion, which is the, yep. the the refresh. And then now, I guess they just call them friends or my team, I guess. But but I do like the direction that this this season is going. Even though it's technically going to be a bunch of uh, monster of the week or alien of the week episodes, mm-hmm. but but this is supposed to be a nice jumping off, jumping on point for new viewers who've never seen Doctor Who before. This is the perfect season to get into. Yep. Um, because you're like learning who who she is, huh? who she is. You're learning who the doctor is, um, mm-hmm. as a new viewer. And then for us, we're just still going along with the show. Uh, yeah, I really love Jodie Whittaker. I, I I think she's phenomenal in the role. And it's nice though because even Chris um, has said that they're all standalones. And while you'll see, like, if you have seen the show, like, if you've seen New Who and if you've seen Classic Who, like, you'll see like the tributes. In the episode, but it's completely their own. And like you brought up earlier, you don't necessarily have to watch the old ones to catch up to Jody because yeah. you can start fresh with thirteen. But I, we don't know if you know they're gonna refer back yeah. to anything to any previous arcs and like later on in the season no, the they, series. They, or they said this season no reference to the previous arcs. Hmm. That's what they, that's what they teased. They teased that this season all new aliens. Um, all new, essentially, and no, no uh, story arcs in this one. There's no ongoing story arcs. Literally, alien of the week for ten episodes this season. Maybe the Christmas episode will tie in with the previous season, but for oh. now, everything is all new. I know it's a nice, it's a nice change. It's it kind of like, feels weird at first, but it's, it's kind of nice. like Matt Smith's when Matt, when Matt yeah. when the when the when the eleventh showed up. His season, the first season, was essentially like like a new jumping on point for a lot of yep. like non Who fans. So or non non Who fans. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's uh it's really good. And uh do you wanna do an episode of Doctor Who later on the season? We could, yeah. yeah no, let's I'm totally do that. Down. Let's totally do that. I'm really happy about it. Yeah, we'll 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 probably record uh a Doctor Who season uh recap episode okay. after the Christmas episode. Okay. So I guess it'll be next year then, in January. <laughs> yeah, no, because yeah, because it's Christmas Day when most of them come out. So. Right. So yeah, if you're, if you're gonna, so listeners, uh, we will probably do a Doctor Who episode, me and Catherine, because I think 
you I know you watch Doctor Who. Jamin doesn't watch Doctor Who. So we should get him on to Doctor Who. No, nah, he's too. not he's not gonna do it. This is just for, for him it's gonna be it's like an O C D thing. It's like like well I, I haven't seen the previous seasons. And, and, oh, yeah. I, and I, I did I mean, tell I, I did tell him, no, this is a good jumping on point, just jump in without knowing anything. This is fine, you'll be fine. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, um, most likely in January me and Catherine will probably do a Doctor Who episode to recap uh, the current season. So be on the lookout for that. Alright. Yeah. This has been another episode of Spoilers Please, which is part of the Who What Works Network.